Hello, boy. Hello. Hello, boy. Hello. Should we do a podcast? Hello, boy. Oh, let's do a podcast. Fucking go, son. It's a sunny day, so the lighting's completely screwed, but we were not going to record in a hot room elsewhere in the house, so you're just going to have to deal with it. Welcome to Big Damn, a pop culture podcast where two white, northern, English-speaking gentlemen talk about popular culture stuff, because that's never been done before. Never. And I think the world probably needs more. I think the world needs more of our white, mostly straight... We're being sarcastic, by the way. Yeah. We're being sarcastic. It's, yeah, but... Uh, we like to talk about shite, and it's much more fun to do it with you guys too. Yes. My name is Chris uh, Marble Arch Johnson. My name is Jackie Daytona, regular human bartender. That's very, very true. I wonder if the subtitle on the screen will say that. <laughs> um, Chris and Matt here. It's yes, nice hello. to meet you, or re-meet you. Oh, yes. Uh, we used to do a show called Big Damn Cast. Oh, that's a familiar sounding name. Almost too similar to this one. Uh, but this is a refresh. This is a new jumping on point. We read comics. We do. Every now and again, comic books will do a big yeah. event or renumber to issue one yeah. as a jumping on point. Consider this a jumping on point. All new, all different, big damn. Yeah. It's also visual. If you're listening to this as yeah. a podcast, you're kind of missing out because now it's got a visual component, including special effects like this. Oh, did you see that? I don't know what's going to be there because I'm adding it in later. Oh my word. It could be anything right now. It's a... A creeping kit. For my movie, the... A creeping kit. I'm not superposing a creeping kid on there. You just got to dub it in later, so. No matter how much you love Eddie Izzard, I'm not you putting gotta, a creeping you kid. You've got to do your best impersonation of me and dub it in. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> Christ alive. It's a green screen. We've got a bunch of stuff in store, including... Matt regales us with tales of his time at the Download Festival 2022. Chris has been binging Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor... What should we do with an Ezra Miller? And the first ever Big Damn Challenge. Bluffoist! Wow! That was good. Is that a reaction to the content yeah, menu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I've never seen that before. You haven't seen anything. I've, had it I've never, literally never seen it. But before we begin... <laughs> <laughs> Very punchy. Number one. Here we go. Good stuff. Before we begin, uh, it's an inaugural journey. Yes. Um, I think that's an excuse to drink. Yes. So I said, what do you want to drink while we're recording? And you uh, said, said, let's be celebratory and let's get a beer. Yeah. So I decided. <laughs> oh, right. well, yeah, unfortunately. We're not sponsored, but if they'd like to, I'll have it. Um, all I've got in is Stella Artois, s'il vous plaît. Uh, it's Belgian, though, isn't it? Yeah, they speak yeah, French so in, Bel- in Belgium. Okay. In Belgium. <laughs> Belgians. That's, that's why um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is, is, is French. But I don't have... He's not, he's Belgian. He's not. <laughs> But he can do the splits. Yeah. I don't no have um I don't have two big round beer glasses. Stella is this is where I get snobbish, right? So Stella should be drunken or dranked or consumed from rounded beer glasses because the way the bubbles Oh like a chalice glass. Uh yeah. 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 So I like to call them like fat wine glasses. Because it just looks like a wine glass but on a load of weight. It's chalice glass. Yeah. Um uh fat wines. And um fat- the, the way the bubbles work in Stella, it's one of those beers, right? Like bubbles up from the bottom. And the best way to drink it is with that curved glass. Now, I don't have two of those. Okay. And 
It's 2022. We're still in a pandemic. I am not su- supping from the same font as you. I'm, I'm still waiting to find out where these come in. But I do have two identical um, plastic tabards. Uh, these things are from, to describe them to the listener, these, these are round tabards with a big, thick, with two C's handle. These are from Denmark. They are specifically from a place called um, Christiana. Or Christianus. Looks like it says Nemo Land to me. Uh, well, that's the bar. That's, oh, okay. that's the bar, you see. Uh, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm double checking. I'm double checking it's Christiana or Christianas. Christiana. Christiana is a self governing society uh, that you can find in Copenhagen. Okay. Um, not Copenhagen. Get it right. Um, and I visited there years ago uh, for a job. And on our last night in Copenhagen, we popped to Christiana. As it is a self-governing society, you yes. enter it. Yes. And you uh, check in your phone to make sure that it's turned off before you enter. Okay. Uh, if you want to take pictures, you've got to bring a digital camera or a disposable camera. You don't have to bring a phone in to take photos. At least okay. when I went there, it could be, could be different now. But the reason for that is, even though it's a self-governing society, it's also a green light district. So people are getting stoned and getting high and all that sort of stuff within this small community. Cool. Um, and they don't want like it's one of those things where it's like it's legal to do it there, but it's not like legal to show that you've done it. If that makes yeah. any sense, you can say to people, "Oh, I went in there and got high," but you can't go. Here's footage of it. Yeah, you don't post on don't... my phone because I'm like live broadcasting me doing it. Like, if, yeah, if you are. <laughs> David Hasselhoff. Yes. It is perfectly okay. Yeah. To get blasted drunk <laughs> and eat a burger on your hotel room floor. What it's not okay to do is have the video of you doing that and send it out to the world. Leak out. Or just leak out. Well, yeah. It's not legal to leak. It's but not, um it's not cool. So these these mugs were from a bar where you paid an extortionate amount of money for your initial beer. Yeah. But that's because every top up was like equivalent of a quid okay and you get to keep the mug okay so you're paying for the mug and the mug is what gets you refills from the bar okay uh you might be wondering why the handle looks like some kind of big cigarette shaped funnel oh (laughs) that explains it yeah that's yeah it's it's a it's a it's a thick boy that's a big old thick old yeah so uh so all i'll say is i went there and I have one of these mugs. Uh, there I we go. I did not go there. He did not go there yet. I'll, I'll find time to take you. It'll be magical. We'll go there. We'll go there. We'll eat... Um, what did we eat in Denmark? Food. And uh, we will we will sup from plastic fonts. Stella on me jeans. Yeah, because you've got to smell like you've been to a pub. I've just come back from Download. I do smell like I've been to a Can pub. we start with that, please? No. You went to the Download Festival. I went to the Download Festival. Um, 2022. In the year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. 2020's 2022 the, Download the, Festival. The 19th annual Download Festival, except there wasn't one in 2020. So I guess it's the 18th annual Download Festival. And also, there wasn't really a proper one in 2021. There was the pilot. So I guess it's a, the, the 17th annual Download Festival. Next year's the 20th anniversary, so we're going to do it for four days. Mm. Let me tell you, three days is already too much. Sorry, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge that we both give terrible head. 
And the thing is, you've pulled pints. Like you should, you should be able to do that smoothly. Yeah, I only did it under protest. <laughs> I will do it well yeah. if I'm being paid to do it yeah. well. Fair point. I'm, I'm, doing it for, I'm doing it for myself. I don't care. Fair point. Um, I I think the only time I ever pulled a pint was at one of your own workplaces. You went, go on, pour that one. I was like, okay, pour that one. <laughs> it's like the end of the night. I don't give a shit. You went, go on, you pour that one. I don't All remember right. any of that. It's <laughs> probably why. Um, chin 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 chin. For those listening along at home, we just slapped each other's genitals together. Yes, you you, you can see it now. Mm. So unless you're listening to the Spotify version, you didn't, if you're watching the video version, you can see it. You can see it. You can see what we're doing. Oh, it tastes like it's out of a plastic mug that brought back from a, brought back from a self governing society mm. six years ago. Mm. So yeah, uh, I went to download. Um, Someone I, had to. I went down on the Wednesday. Camped Wednesday, Thursday. The festival didn't actually start till Friday properly. Um, so I spent all of Wednesday and Thursday. But you're a new parent. You were like, I'm just going to get out of the house. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because me and my dad usually <laughs> go down together. My dad's in his 50s now. I'm in my mid-30s. I wasn't last time I went to download. Last time I went to download was 2016. I was 28. Really? Was that long ago? Yeah. Um, was that when you brought back like, the big old horn? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just to, um, just to reiterate, I mean a drinking horn. I'm not saying you just came out with a big erection. I've gotten a bit but older than that since we've, then. We've set a tone well, yeah, so people could assume. Yeah. And I've got a bit older since then. I've had a baby since then. Oh, well, I didn't give birth, but you know what I mean. Um, he would if he could have. So, yes. So I spent five days panicking because I wasn't home with my daughter. Um, oh. And drinking. <laughs> Very expensive beer. Um, it wasn't quality beer, which was expensive beer. It's just um, there was a there was a lot of it, but they weren't giving you the big lot. They were giving you tiny plastic cups. And, there, I imagine and traipsing around a field to listen to the five bands that I was interested in that were playing across the three days of the festival. Yes. No, um, I did have a good time actually. I make it sound like I had a, a horrible time, uh, but really I was just kind of preoccupied. Um, but it was a, a hell of a hell of a time. Um, the weather was punishing. As you can see, if you're watching the visual one, uh, I don't know all that shows up actually, but I am. We've white balanced the camera, and yet Matt is still somehow the same colour as beetroot. I am incredibly sunburnt. Um, I don't tan. Normally, we white balance it off of Matt's face. I don't tan even at the best of times, but this was three solid days of just baking heat. Jeez. Um, and also that sort of weird weather where it's breezy, as well as sunny. So you're baking in the heat, but you don't notice. You can be sat in the shade, yeah, and Um, still be cooking. Yeah, but if you're in the shade, you're all right. It's just even the sunlight, even if it feels cool, you are cooking. Um, But yeah, I had, I I did have a great time. To be fair, highlights. Actually, the problem, the problem that I had was that a lot, a lot of the bands I wanted to see were spread out across the three days. Yeah, so it wasn't like a solid day. The, The Saturday. The, the second day was the closest to it being like, okay, I want to see every band that's on today. Um, but Friday, really, the only band I was massively interested in was Skindred, who I got to see on the main stage and were fabulous. Um, Kiss were headlining that day. Kiss a kiss. If you like Kiss, you will, you will enjoy a Kiss show. If you don't like Kiss... They're still kiss. Um, Which download is this for you? This is my fourth. Wow! So you should be doing more than kiss on the fourth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> terrible. Um, 
Don't let but, society or media pressure you into thinking that there are certain deadlines you have to meet for dating situations. Move at your own pace, folks. Uh, but kiss one. You don't always... have to make out with Peter Chris on the third date. Well, you don't, especially now because he's not in Kiss anymore. Um, <laughs> he's got all the time in the world. Yeah, right exactly. Um, you think that you want to make out with Gene Simmons, but like the only original members are Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. Really? Yeah, the other two they're wearing the makeup for Ace Freely and Peter Chris, but it's not Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Fair, I think. Like, there's there's this theatrical element to it all already. So, like, well, fair dudes. Yeah, it's just it, the weird thing though is that when they've had new members coming before, they've had different makeup. Oh right, okay. But since the original lineup got back together, since those two members have, have now left, it's different people in the same makeup, in the same right. sort of personas. Yeah, I mean, again, like it being theatrical and, and fake people, I suppose I mean, you could well, get Well, yeah, I mean, it. Kiss has been a... Like Slipknot. If Slipknot interchanged members, I wouldn't be completely miffed if they wore the same stuff. Listen, Kiss did their first farewell tour 19 years ago. So... Jesus. <laughs> I a long just, kiss goodbye. I was just impressed <laughs> that they were still playing. Um, but it was a bit... It was just a bit naff. It was a bit Kiss, wasn't it? It was just a bit naff, wasn't it? Um, Gene Simmons sticking his tongue out every five seconds. I've never gelled with them. Um, I've never gelled with kids. Their image suggests something a lot heavier than what they bring. Yeah, exactly. And it's really, really weird. Do you remember... Like, like, like how Alice Cooper is quite a wholesome yeah. guy, but his stage persona isn't. No. And the songs aren't. There's some wholesome... Like His most notable hit is one about, yay, it's the end of school! Yeah. Like, But, you know, it, it, everything else is very much a gothic theatrical like you know dark it's a show, style yeah. it's a show yeah, totally. and 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 kiss is like you look at them i think i think the first time i looked at them as i saw them as a kid like an image of them was like they look terrifying like they're like glam rock bounty hunters from out of space who've come to punch me in the teeth like who are these guys and then i heard like ah what a rock and roll on that. i was like really yeah, yeah. it's just it's just not enough is it um it'd, it'd, it'd be you... like going to you know you know, got disturbed and they play the wheels on the bus. Oh, wah, ah, ah. <laughs> the wheels on the bus go. Oh, wah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> so you remember well. Metalocalypse, right? Yeah, the animated show. Yeah, you remember uh, uh, Cartoon Network Adult Swim. You remember Doctor Roxo, the rock and roll clown? Doctor Roxo. Yes, that is exactly what Paul Stanley sounds like. What? <laughs> in between, is in between song banter. He's like. Okay. Ooh, that was real good. But I know it's only gonna start getting better. Oh yeah, I'm Paul Stanley. I, I did in, cocaine. Well, yeah, it's oh, the rock, Doctor Rock and Roll, the Rock and Roll Clown is Paul Stanley. Was that like a backwards revelation for you? Yeah. So they're like, oh, oh, yeah. I get it even more now. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Mine got him Himmel. Ooh. We're gonna need you to sing along with this one. It's called Lit It Up. That, that's what he sounds like. That's, that's the spot sounding. What's the reverse of an erection? Because that's what I've got right now. That, you said it yourself. Um, so yeah, Friday was like, yeah, this is this is fun. But, you know, one band that I really want to see. And so Saturday was better because Saturday was... Um, Black Label Society on the main stage. It was um, 
Shine Down on the main stage. It was Creeper ah. on the Avalanche stage, third stage. Um, and it was Iron Maiden headlining. But Never heard of the only problem was that Creeper, Deftones, Mastodon, all playing that day. I'm like, yes. All playing at the same time on different stages. Ah. <laughs> so it's like, I've seen Mastodon. I've seen Deftones. I've not seen Creeper, and I really want to see Creeper. Mm. So I went to see Creeper, and they were fucking awesome. It's like one of those bands where you're like, they're headliners in five years' time. It's, it's where they are. They're, they're, they're just excellent. Like, every person in that tent knew every word to every song. It was like having the palm of the hand. They, they was doing, um, they're doing Misery. And if you know the song Misery, you know that there's towards the end is a bit where the music cuts out, and... The, it goes vocal only for a little bit. So when they did that, the music cut out. The 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 band stopped because they were going to leave it. For, they were going to like let it hang, do the right thing, and then the crowd just finished the song. <laughs> While the band are just like, "Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll do." And they finished the song. Funny um, enough, that's how we're going to make this podcast. Yeah. Work, by the way. No. Okay. For those listening at home, <laughs> we just stopped talking. Yeah. We've got to get used to this sort of dual format thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I Maiden where I Maiden. Yeah, yes, it's I Maiden. They're great. You know, you know what to do with it. Uh, they put on a hell of a live show. I always love it. And then Sunday... Was Listen just, to it, I imagine. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. What are you going to do? Uh, do uh, pay attention? Uh, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> then Sunday was weird. Sunday was weird because Biffy Clyro were headlining on Sunday. Right. Now, I have no particular ire towards Biffy Clyro. I also have no love for Biffy Clyro, and I just think that they're not a download headliner band. But this is the second time they've done it. So, like, if Biffy Clyro were the support act at the start of a gig for yeah. someone you come to see, you wouldn't mind showing up late and going to queue and get your beer. Mm. By the same token, I'd probably watch and enjoy. Um, you know, I still managed to hear a fair bit from the campsite. Spoiler, I didn't stick around for Biffy Clyro. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, it was a bit weird. There was not much going on in, on those stages, but what I, I did see the stuff I wanted to see, which was um, Powerwolf and Ailstorm on the main stage. Powerwolf are, I think, the Scandinavian sort of. I thought they were going to be a Megazord, basically. No, on no, um, sort of gothic, Catholic flavored power metal that are exactly as stupid as you think they're going to be and great fun. Um, and Ailstorm are the pirate metal drinking crew. They are here to drink your booze. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. With such wonderful tunes as your pirate sheep, your pirate sheep, your pirate ship can eat a bag of dicks. Can it now? Your pirate ship can eat a big old bag of dicks. Um, okay, I'll take it. Um, of course, made all the funnier by the fact that the viewing area for um, Festival Goals with Disabilities has a sign interpreter for the lyrics. So there's a video out there of the sign interpreter signing, your pirate ship can eat a bag of dicks. Your pirate ship can, can eat a big old bag of dicks. Um, and it's just wonderful, wonderful to watch. Um, yeah, That's going to be a wonderful silly. career to have, let's the, the, be honest. The, the main, the, center, the centerpiece of their stage was a giant inflatable rubber duck. Um, Sorry, what? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. I'll show you pictures after this. Um, <laughs> you can put them in the edit. Um, your pirate sheet 
Pirate sheep. I just keep saying pirate sheep. I'll oh, be gone. honest. Giant duck. on how to speak. Giant duck, pirate sheep. Seems like it fits. Some kind of demented zoo of rock and roll. Who's on the base? Who, who's, the, who's the farm animal that's not getting slept with? Well. <laughs> no offense to bassists out there, but you, you, you're watching this podcast and not out there getting laid, so mm-hmm. my point is proven. It's a lie. And then what did I finish with on the Sunday? I finished with I finished with the darkness. Yeah, okay. But, uh, uh, snap. I've seen them. Second headline. I've seen them live on the second stage. Yeah, um, they're pretty good live. They've got, yeah, they've they're got nice live. energy. Um, and I'd seen them live previously. I'd seen them live. I saw them live in twenty eighteen. Uh, oh. Um. Yeah, I think that's when I saw. I saw. I saw them. Um, best gig I've ever been to in terms of like singular gig. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it was the Damned as the first support. And already I was like, wait, what? Their support? Their first support? Yeah, the Damned? Right. The Damned. Then The Darkness. And then Hollywood Vampires, the supergroup, was the main act. Oh, I saw The Darkness on their own. Lady Academy. How? How? Um, how could you see them? How could you see The Darkness, Matt? Well, not for very long, because I was so tired at that point. I was like, let's go back to the tent, eat the last bits of tin stuff we've got, drink some more beers, and then we can go in the morning. Um, and we're like, all right, yeah, let's do that instead. Um, so yeah, I had a great time, but... Man, I think I'm over, I'm past I'm past it for festivals now. Oh, God, has it happened? I think it's happened. But like, maybe my head was just in baby space. But well, um, that's the thing. It right? was a lot harder. Than it was your it first, your year. first like big trip. It was your first trip away full stop, really. Yeah. Since becoming a dada. Yeah. So becoming papa. It's getting used to that. But you're saying, oh, I think I'm past the age now. But who's it you go to the festivals with? My dad. Your he's, dad. He's in his fifties. Yeah. So what this says is that in about. 14, 15 yeah, years I'll be, time. I'll be good to go again. You'll be taking your wee baba. I, I think that's one of those. Festivals. I don't think I'm going to go next year because it's four days. Mm. If I do go next year, I might get a day ticket. But it was one of those where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see all of these bands. So why am I here for all of the drinking? But, you know, it was, it was good. Because you, you know. really like tinned peaches. I do like tinned peaches. Um, absolutely no, love. It was, it was good, but it was good. Chopped veg in a tin. The best bits of it were like, this is a camping holiday with my dad. Hey, this yeah. is cool. Uh, and the, coincidentally, there happened to be some really good band, bands playing and some okay bands playing. Um, but, <laughs> and Biffy Clyro, who you Biffy hate. Clyro, I don't hate Biffy Clyro. <laughs> I just don't think they should be headlining download. It's just it's an odd choice. Um, yeah. He hates Biffy Clyro. I do hate Biffy Clyro. No, no. I'm sorry, Biffy. It's like when you look at the bill and you see the Biffy Clyro headlining above corn. Okay, yeah, I've got an issue with that. It's weird, isn't it? That's it's weird. weird. Mm. It is weird. But I'm a dirty mosher, though, so that I would find that weird. Dude. Again, I went to see the darkness because I'd already seen corn. I've never seen. I've already seen the darkness. The full fair. lineup of corn. One of them was uh, off hill. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Him. So, they're still on my bingo sheet. I mean, I. I, 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 I like what... seeing them, and I like seeing them afterwards when they come back out. You <laughs> mm. got it. This is why we stopped. <laughs> and then this guy, this bright spark, <laughs> said, "Let's do some more." Jesus. <laughs> um. Right. So that's my download review. That's what. We... Oh, sorry, man. I didn't realize that your hand was there. Um, her hand. That's what I've been doing. What are we doing? What are we doing? The dog's hand. Yeah. Hand. Like the front paw, whatever. The front paw. You can't sort. You call her a baby. 
use a baby? I've got an actual baby. That's They're true. not the same thing. Which is better? There's only one way to find out. Fight! We're going to get controversial. First episode, and we're going to talk about controversial topics. I'm sorry, but the world is controversial. What um, controversial topic could we possibly be talking about on this inaugural, not, well, second inaugural episode of this, um, <laughs> of this pop culture podcast? It's episode one, but if you look really closely underneath, it says Legacy 301. Yeah. Um, LGY 301. LGY, that's, that's yeah. true. That's LGY. true. I've been reading, I've been reading. Tangent. I've been reading a shitload of Jason Aaron's Thor. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Oh my god! Like, I've just, I've just, <laughs> I've just so, so it starts with Thor, God of Thunder, in like 2015. Because mm-hmm. um, I wasn't huge on the, ma- I love the JMS Thor. Yeah, I wasn't. See, we've gone from music to comics. It's pop culture. We, I wasn't sure about Matt Fraction's Thor. I didn't fall in yeah. love with that run. Sure. And I kind of left it and went went to yeah, read Kieran Gillen's offshoot with Journey into Mystery and. Kid Loki, and then that led into me reading that's, Young Avengers, that run, that that's year the run. Good shit right it's amazing. Um, you see Kieran Gillen's <clears throat> name on a comic book, you know, you're in for a good time. And then I remember you recommending to me to read Jason Aaron's Thor. Oh. And I didn't get around yes. to it. And, oh, yes. But I wanted to. And then a uh, friend of mine, um, author, he's writing a lot of Star Wars High Republic stuff at the minute, uh, uh, Kevin Scott. I've read some of his High Republic stuff on Marvel Limited. And it, it's very good. He's a good egg, isn't he? Yeah. He does some good stuff. Wrote an amazing um, Ninth Doctor comic book for Titan Comics for Doctor Who. And uh, he he said, you've never read it? Because it came up in our conversation. And I went, no, no, I've just not managed to pick it up yet. And then uh, an Amazon parcel arrived a few days later with God Butcher in it. And he went, you're welcome. So I read it um, back then, but I saw like 2016, 2017 when we had that conversation. And I really enjoyed it, but I didn't manage to carry on. God Butcher ends on a cliffhanger because it's part one of two. Yes. Um, I recently, recently, about seven months ago, got Marvel Unlimited. Yes. Which is one of the best decisions I've ever made as a comic reader. I like physical stuff. I like physical media. Uh, that's why I'm not just imposing a graphic. There's a green screen here in the room. Um, I like tactile things. But it's expensive to keep up a comics hobby. Because if, you pick, if you're picking up singles off the rack and you've not got like a solid income like I do as a freelancer, mm. like it's risky because you might pick up something that you don't enjoy. So you're kind of sentencing yourself to go in, oh, I just wasted three quid on that comic. Yeah, you kind of have to like go after the characters that you like and the creators that you like. But, you but even very then, selective. even then you don't know if it's going to be something you did. Yeah, Spider-Man's uh... my soap opera and has been for years. Since getting Marvel Unlimited... I've been so thankful because if I'd had spent the, and I worked it out, it would have been around about £140 on the Nick Spencer stuff I didn't have. I would have hated myself oh. because I hated that run. I'm sad. I'm sad to hear that. I'm sad to hear There was stuff I liked at the beginning of it. And there was, yeah, there was see, ideas I, I really, it, so. there was ideas I really yeah. liked. But um, yeah, no, by the end I was like, I'm glad this is over. Mm. And I'm currently reading the Spider-Man Beyond era. And I'm like, if I'd have picked this up in a paperback, I would have been really upset that I'd spent the money on it. Oh. So the fact that I'm not spending any extra money on it and reading it on the Marvel Unlimited service makes me happy. Makes me happy. So when I got it, I ran through She-Hulk, the dance slot era, yeah. and then the era that followed, which was... Oh, God. It was a Hulk writer, and he took over. Ah, uh, I want to say Peter something, but I'm not sure that's right. Peter David. Peter David. I think Peter David took over after dance slot. Someone did. Yeah, and it was a good so. run. Um... And then I read through Caught Up on Spider-Man. Yeah. And then I read through Venom. I've read the majority of like Donny Cates' run on Venom and I'm now into the modern one, but I'm taking my time. 
and I was like, oh, while I'm waiting for stuff to bank up, uh, Fantastic Four as well, I will read... Oh my god, the wed- the wedding of Ben and Alicia very and all that good. stuff. So it's good. Very, and the, honey- good. the freaking honeymoon issue mm-hmm. with the Immortal Hulk being puppeteered by Puppet Master. That's very good. So good. Um, I decided well, I'll go back and finish those. So I'll reread The God Butcher because, you know, yeah. Fall of and Thunder's out. This summer I'll read The God Butcher. Gore's going to be in there. Oh my god, I've flown through it. It's I, I've not god read it. I've, I've read I've only read the first volume of the, of the Mighty Thor. Oh yeah, because because it starts off as Thor, God of Thunder, yeah, and then it becomes Mighty Thor, which is the first Jane Foster. Jane Foster, which is incredible. Yeah. So you read the first volume. So your volume is predicated on you not knowing who she is. No, and then in the last issue of that volume, yeah. finding out it's Jane Foster. Yeah. I, I I know in retro, I knew before I read it who she was. I'd read I'd read Avengers yeah. books with her in, so yeah. I, I I was aware of so, what was going on. But but, yeah. but it was still cool to read because it it's the mystery from Thor Odinson's point of view. Yeah. Um. And then that tail ends into Secret well Wars. Secret Wars, but they don't really cover it in that book because then the book temporarily becomes Thor's, Thor's. which is so good. A police procedural. A like, lot of that starring... Secret Wars time stuff was really. Oh, good. it was amazing. The Battle World stuff, like the the the, the battle, like oh my god, like Spider Man Renew Your Vows is still mm. one of the most like popular ones. The ongoing of that was mixed, but like the 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 one off series was amazing. Um, Thor's is great and, and the fact that the Ultimate Universe ends but Ultimate Thor gets kind of a final story in yeah. that in a way and then that bleeds over because then Thor I think it's just Thor after that point yeah but it's but it's still it Jane's book yeah and then it gets to issue what would have been in the legacy like 700 or 600 yeah and that's when it renumbers after that uh well, it stays on that, and then it goes back to number one after Jane gives up the mantle. But, um, oh my god. It is some of the best comic books I've ever read. It's a bit good. And I'm just going to say now, if anyone's like, I, I, we've it been asked before, bit good. where do I start on comics? Like, I don't know where to begin. Pick up Thor, the God Butcher, and Thor, God, uh, uh, Thor God of Thunder, the God Butcher, and Thor God of Thunder, the God Bomb. Or, or just Thor... God of Thunder by Jason Aaron. Because do it in trade paperbacks, they do it in the Ultimate Collections, which are the double-sized ones. Yeah. But it's Thor, God of Thunder, but written by Jason Aaron. And um, it's, that's it's, what you're looking for. Yeah, that, that that arc, those two stories are one story that it's like in two halves. With a, uh, little, mostly, with a little addendum issue in the middle. Oh, you know, that, that first like 10, to 10, 11 issues is, is just the gore story, but it's in two halves. Yes. Um, um, Thor investigating the mystery and flashbacks and flash-forwards. Uh, mostly and then in the by middle, Asad a... Ribich, but not entirely. Yes, yeah. Can't remember who the other lead artist is on that. Uh, there's a couple who lead yeah. in around that time, and then the middle story is a story about gore, mm. and then God Bomb, which is the second half, mm-hmm. is the conclusion. Um, I know Christine Bale like is playing him in Thor: Love and Thunder. I hope so hard that the comics don't do what they tend to do and bring the character back because he's in a movie. Gore's like effect is felt long after his story's done. Yes, he's the he is the reason. Even though he's long dead by this point, he is the reason Jane takes up the hammer because Thor can no longer lift it because of yes. what is whispered to Thor. Yes, um, and it's all to do with Gore and Gore's philosophy. And it's it yeah, it would suck if they brought him back. It really would suck yeah. if they brought him back. Uh, this stuff's amazing. Uh, highlights, um, without going too spoiler heavy, because I just want people to read it. I think it's amazing. 
the whole Thor lore in the comics is really dived Thor. into without being too overwhelming in mm. his run. That first story, the, the gore story, is focused on mm-hmm. Thor. Over time, elements of Asgardia and Broxton and new Asgard and all these things start getting introduced. If you're a Loki fan, calm your tits. You don't see him for a while. <laughs> but when he enters into the story, it's like, oh, this is good. This is interesting. I like this. Um, the Warriors 3 are a recurring bit part, but Volstagg gets a very significant story at one point. Yeah. Uh, which is heartbreaking and some of the most badass stuff I've ever seen drawn in a comic. Yep. Uh, the Mighty Thor's final stand against the Mangog is one of the best action set pieces I have ever seen in a comic book. <laughs> it is stunning. It is beautiful. It's a comic that doesn't take any of it too seriously. The Mangog. But believes in the world that it's set in. The Mangog. The Mangog. Who burns with the hatred of a billion billion lost souls. I love how it's always described (laughs) as a billion billion. It's never a billion. It's a billion billion. You, You read that and you go, oh, okay. That's well, a billion a billion. That's a lot of that's a lot of like that's a lot of hatred. Okay. Oh shoot. Isn't a billion billion a quadrillion? It's a mangog, is what it it's is. It's a mangog. It's a mangogillion. Um that stuff is incredible. The Viking Thor and King Thor subplots are yep. wonderful. Yep. Just these glimpses into a past that was and a future that might be. Uh, especially, yep, yep, yep. especially later on when Thor Odinson becomes the lead of the book again, and it tells a story set in King Thor's time of him encountering the Phoenix Force in a dying universe. Ooh. And when you find out who the Phoenix Force is living in, Ooh. you're like, okay, I buy that. See, I've not read that, so I'm looking forward to that. My my personal favorite um, young uh, Viking Thor story is the the one with the dragon. That one's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's really really good. What you think is a very obvious, like you know, the oldie warrior versus a dragon story turns out to be something a lot sillier, and but uh, also still very sad and really gory. Yeah, my god, yeah. Just the opening few pages, mm. we're just like, wait, are we really doing this? <laughs> oh my god, we're doing this. Um, yes, I love that yes, stuff. Yeah. I adore that stuff. Um, and all of it is a story, as a slow burn story arc. Yeah. That begins in Mighty Thor. Well, it begins toward the end of God of Thunder. The second middle, half of God of Thunder, yeah. Second half of God of Thunder reintroduces Malekith the Accursed. Now, those of you out there are just like, oh, oh I, I like oh, these characters, oh. but like, I don't, I mean, I've not read the comics, or whatever. Which one's that one? Have I seen him in anything? Yeah. Uh, Christopher Eccleston uh, was given nothing to work with to play the character in the film Thor the Dark World. The Dark World? What he was playing was not really Malekith. No, It was like, Malekith is born of war, in that the Dark Elves were always at war when he was a child and he was enlisted and thrown into the forces. Yeah. But like, he wasn't the stuffy generals leading the war. No. In the Dark World, that's what he is. Yeah, which is not... Malekith becomes sadistic and nasty and starts learning like dark magics where was that in Thor the Dark World well he makes the ether move around at the end a bit and then his his face gets burned a bit so it's kind of like half and half like That's it is in the comics early 2000s 
Cowardice. Book movie bullshit. That's Cowardice. That yeah. Like, three movies after we had the Red Skull in a film. Like, why are you suddenly holding back in the dark world? You can, you can do it. Why are you holding back? Malekith is... Malekith's like if Loki and the Joker had a baby. Like, he's sort of oh, between that's those... the plot for the Joker sequel. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I love about this run, too, is that the artist does that thing that some artists have tried before and gotten away with, where they kind of use a real per- real-world person's likeness in the uh, illustrations. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Brian Hitch, The Ultimates, Nick Fury is just Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, prior to that, he'd appeared in Ultimate Spider-Man and was not Samuel L. Jackson. No. And then it's just blatantly Samuel L. Jackson in The Ultimates. Um, uh, Mike Diano Jr. Uh, around the time of Dark Avengers, Norman Osborn's Tommy Lee Jones. In, in, in distractingly so. Distractingly, it's just Dis- Tommy Lee yeah. Jones. In this run, the artists draw, because this is resurrected slightly older than Kid Loki Loki, it's Tom Hiddleston. It's just Tom Hiddleston's face. He's got stubble, he's got a different outfit, but it's Tom Hiddleston. And best of all, and I like this, Malekith is Chris Eccleston. If you're watching this, look at it. If you're listening to this, use your imagination or Google. But that's Chris That's Chris Eccleston. That's Christopher Eccleston's face. Oh my my. So you kind of get to see what would have happened if he was playing actual Malekith. It's a fantastic run that builds up to an event called the War of Realms, which yes. I've read tie-ins to through Venom and Fantastic Four. Yes. I did not realise that the War of Realms takes about five years to happen. Jason Aaron's it in 2015 2016 and then it finally happens in 2019 um i've just finished the war realms it's great so you have only read the tie-in i've only read the fantastic four tie-in which is fun which is fun which is really fun no idea what happened and the venom one's a ton of fun and the venom (laughs) one the venom symbiote's not with eddie brock and he's trying to protect his son dylan it's like what's happened you find out what's happened to the symbiote it's that one in war of realms right okay a war of realms serves as a, a sort of like a teaser for the King in Black, the event that came afterwards. Right. Okay. Which I didn't realise. Right down to how Malekith looks in the final issue. It's... Oh, it's... Mm, it's good It's good shit. If you listen to this show and you're not reading some comics, please go read some Jason Aaron, Thor God of Thunder, and work your way from there. You will not regret it. Especially when you read Unworthy Thor and you get to Thory the murderous dog because I'd missed him. I'd forgotten oh, how much I missed Thor-y. him from Journey into Mystery and everything. But there he was. Hey, hey, but we're getting Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher in Thor Love and Thunder. We are. So we are getting some, you know, Thor related animals soon. The goats. Literally. From comic books to comic book movies. Oh, that's a thing. Did you know they make those? What? I know, right? I've um, never had one of those before. Well, do you know what we've definitely never had before? What's that? A comic book movie star trying to actively destroy their career in real time. Oh. As of this recording, Ezra Miller, star of the DCEU and actor portraying The Flash, have been accused of acts of violence, violent threats, uh, property destruction, uh... These are things that they they have been charged for and and and, and like talked to by I mean, the police. They usually actors usually have this whole um, superhero movie renaissance after they've tanked their careers. Yeah, it goes the other way around. Yeah, like that's how Robert Downey Jr. did it. Yeah, like I made some mistakes. 
I'm making up for them, I'm getting better, and now I'm a superhero. Or you have very unproblematic actors in those roles, uh, like, for the most part, touch wood, as of this recording, people like Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. um, people like Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. massive example, Dave Bautista. Um, John Cena! Um, Margot Robbie. Like, you have you have people tentpoling these franchises that mostly appeal to younger audiences. You know, John Cena holds the record for the most Make-A-Wish foundations completed. Yeah, he still hasn't answered mine. Just... I always have to break more limbs. Usually, you are <laughs> cast because of your ability, but it's a massive kind of... Can we just check? Mm. Do you have any scandals on the horizon? Or have you done some shit that could be perceived as a bad thing when tied into this franchise. Well, it's not working out well for Warner Brothers at the moment. No. But I don't want to touch Good on Lord. the Aquaman related one. I no, don't no. I, don't want to touch it. I because... ain't touching that with a... We've, we've, we've commented on that in the last podcast and I regret it. We are we leaving it... touching that We one. are leaving it be like it were a turd in a bed. Yeah. You fucking bastard. But here's the thing. Ezra Miller could be an incredible representative of some hugely kind of unacknowledged uh, groups. Ezra Miller is non-binary. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh my god, a, an NB actor playing one of the most famous superheroes from all popular culture. That could be a wonderful thing. Turns out Ezra Miller is also allegedly I mean, allegedly, at this point, a fair bit of evidence, let's be honest. Ezra Miller has befriended a, 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 young, a young person because uh, I believe they also identify as, as non-binary. Just, no. Just stop. Has befriended a young person and taken them away from their family and it's like that person's come forward since and gone, actually, no, I'm happy to have been here and I'm happy to, you know, like, I, I'm happy hanging out with Ezra. Like, this is what I want to do. But their parents have come forward and said they had no access to their phone or their passport, or their own money. That doesn't sound to me like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine here. That sounds to me like, I might totally be fine here, but the person I'm staying with has taken these things off of me that give me, like, like identity, and um, a, the ability to go elsewhere. See, for me, it's one of those things where, is us putting people in these elevated privileged positions enabling them to do this or is this just something they would have done anyway and i'm not sure which one's worse well ezra miller apparently befriended the individual in question back when they were making the first fantastic beasts movie so that would have been Uh, in like 2015 2016 when they were a child yeah now it was a set visit the family were visiting the set for whatever reason it's not necessarily creepy ezra miller uh... keeping in touch with the family to be like, how have you guys been doing? Here's like a gift package or whatever. Or, oh, I'm yeah, in, we've got a yeah. film screen in that area. I'm inviting you guys out. Come and see it. Yeah. Like, that's not creepy. Keeping in touch with just the kid, that's creepy. Although, if you think about... You think back to... You saw Finding Neverland, didn't you? Or Leaving Neverland. Uh, yes, in the end. I did that's... the ironing. I had to do other things at the same that time. That is... It, I was allegedly part of Michael Jackson's MO was meeting these families at, at a place like that and then keeping in touch with the family to the point and ingratiating himself with mm. them to the point where 
they were comfortable letting yeah. him take the child. So, well, that's the that's the difference yeah. here. Is yeah, they were they, comfortable no. with their kid going. So to yeah, okay, okay, okay. So okay. so it seems like that again as of this recording, more revelations have probably come out. Like all this stuff came out in like the last three days. Mm. It's entirely possible that the parents facilitated it and are now regretting it. It might not be a sinister thing. It might be a thing of like they allowed it and then they've changed their minds because like it's press. Mm. Like there could be any amount of reasons we don't really know at the moment. But based on Ezra Miller's prior behavior, it's kind of leaning toward them being a very problematic individual. Ezra Miller is the star. Two roles, mind. Of the upcoming The Flash movie, which has been in production since 2016. Late 2016 was when pre-production happened on The Flash. Active pre-production began in 2017. Um, It's gone through numerous directors, numerous writers. Ezra Miller has become producer on it and they've co-written a version of the script that's the most common one used when different directors have been assigned to it. Uh, or new writers have been brought in, but they have to work off of Ezra's co-written draft. Like, Ezra is deeply involved in this thing outside of just being the star of it. What did Ezra Miller do to get this much clout? That's the thing, right? Because now it's like, surely this baby might have surfaced before. I don't know. We don't know. We'll never know. No. Until we know. Um, it's It causes so many problems in terms of just like, we talked about the morality side. Ray Fisher's very rightly pushed an idea of accountability over entertainment yeah but there are so many people involved in the dceu and the justice league specifically who are problematic individuals and it's like what like all the different reasons and different degrees and varying levels Mm. jared leto's involvement amber heard's involvement gal gadot's involvement ben affleck's involvement there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of baggage there are a lot of skeletons peeking out of closets and going like they're there it's true. And it's it's like... It's true. We can't just hold Joss Whedon and Walter Hamada accountable. Like, that's got to be dealt with. Yeah. But then you've also got to deal with this other stuff too. You if you're going to just... clean house, you've got to clean house. Exactly. Ezra Miller now... <sighs> like, might tank this movie even further. Because The Flash, make no mistake... It's in the can. It's a sunk cost as well. Yeah. It, you know, not only is it... An untouched version is nearly in the can. The reason for its delay, apparently, its last delay, its current delay, is special effects work needed more time because visual effects artists working from home during initial coronavirus measures have not been able to achieve what they wanted to by a certain deadline. Same with Aquaman 2, apparently. Coincidentally, the two movies starring two very controversial public figures for various reasons. As as we speak, there are various... Are they, aren't they, reports coming out of whether a, a, a major character in... Aquaman 2 is being recast. Mm. Um, or, or heavily reduced. Yes. In the edit. Um, um, same with, of course, now The Flash. There are various conflicting reports between this one and Aquaman. Because it's like, what's going on with The Flash? Do you <laughs> do you recast Ezra Miller? Do you recast Ezra Miller at the end of the movie? Because it's a film that was going to reset timelines. Yeah. It's got so much riding on it as far as the fans are concerned. It's the reintroduction of Michael Keaton as Batman. It's... Which is now going to be his second appearance in these movies. Because Batgirl is still coming out on HBO Max before The Flash now. And he's in that. I'm. So, I'm so. It's confused. the final appearance of Ben Affleck as Batman. It's in this movie. It's it's his goodbye from the franchise. It's the introduction of movie Supergirl. There is so much riding on this. 
But it's already a sunk cost movie. Unless it's a surprise hit like the first Aquaman was financially, this movie's a sunk cost film because of how much has been spent on various pre-productions. I don't think that anything they can do, even if this is a stone-cold classic, I don't think there's anything that they can do to recoup the amount they've poured into this now. I think you recast Ezra Miller in the last scene is just part of a timeline reset. (sighs) And you put it on HBO Max and you don't put it in theatres. I think that's how you get around it. You go, there it is. It exists. If you really cannot stomach Ezra Miller because of everything that's gone on, you don't have to watch it. But it's there. We're not. Yeah, we're not, we're not think, asking you to come and pay a movie ticket price to see it. I think it's one of those where I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to see it or not. If it, unless it cracks a billion, this movie doesn't profit because of how much has already been spent it, on it, it in various it. pre-production it's, it's states. It. It's mad. Right. Or how much money might have to now be spent on it to edit it? Well, I mean, who's who's chomping at the bit for this movie? I mean, a lot of people were, but now, which is why I present to you. This episode's Big Damn Challenge! Ah! Ta-da! Is this a new recurring feature? Might be. Shit. Depends on how well you do. The DCEU is in turmoil. Shit. It's in peril. <laughs> okay. A series of films have come out. Yep. Some films are definitely still coming out. Yep. Others are up in the air. Yep. How do you, Matthew Watson, <sighs> suddenly dropped... Into a bucket of money at Warner Brothers Studios. How do you fix the DCEU using what is already at hand? Right. I want to think. Um, In real time, that was literally about 10 seconds. uh, (laughs) That's insane. No, I'm... Oh, God. Well, just a little recap of what's still to come. Maybe that'll refresh your memory, right? Aquaman 2. Black Adam. Which looks good. Uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods yeah which is the only one on the current release slate that I'm really excited yeah, for yeah because Shazam was awesome I love Shazam Shazam was awesome is this DCEU specific or DC generally DCEU specific because the Batman and Joker the musical and all those things they're they're completely separate so uh, nothing that's going to be DC okay cool, cool, cool the cool. only other D- now keep in mind the DCEU is being subtly reset piece by piece and the Flash is the film that's going to do that We've got a Batgirl movie coming out to HBO Max. We have got a Blue Beetle movie coming out to, I think, theatres at the moment. Like they're, But on-set shots have now leaked to the public, so it's mm. happening. The costume looks fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. We have Peacemaker Series 2 greenlit, spinning out of the Suicide Squad. And we have, as of this recording, a um, Amanda Waller show greenlit for HBO Max, spinning out of the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. There are rumours of the Suicide Squad sequel. There are rumours of a future Harley Quinn project. And there are rumours of another The Suicide Squad spin-off series that James Gunn is involved in, which was uh, put out there by him putting up an image of Peter Capaldi's thinker and saying ominously that we all have no idea what's in store. So there are projects happening. You can can any of the ones that haven't come out yet. You can can them. To be fair, most of the ones that unless, haven't come out yet are ones that I'm really looking forward to. Unless they've got locked dates. So I'll I'll let you, if you want to, can Blue Beetle. You can can Peacemaker 2. You can can Amanda Waller. But when it comes to like the four films we're waiting on and the HBO Max Batgirl, can't touch them. Do, 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 do. So how the hell? How? 
how do you fix this mess? How? Shit. Look, realistically, we're not going to be able to do anything with the Flash or Aquaman team. They, they, they are. They're going to come out as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we do from then is we damage control. So what we do is we have... Um, if you want to do anything with the Flash, Wally West Flash. Um, oh! So... Oh! Explain! Explain! So, the Flash is one of the more well-known legacy characters in DC. So you've got... DC are very good... Well, they're very good with introducing legacy characters. They're not very good at keeping the older ones dead. They always go back to the So, world. how many Flashes have you got? You've got the Barry Unless, unless you're Green Lantern, then they don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> you've got... You've got the Barry Allen Flash. Then you've got the Wally West Flash, who was Kid Flash, the Barry Allen's Flash, but then he became proper Flash. Then you've got Impulse Battle, who then becomes the Flash in the future. And, you know, so you've got three Flashes, basically. And then, of course, you've got the Jay Garrett Golden Age Flash. Um, then you add to that, and then the Green Lantern, for example, you've got the Hal Jordan Green Lantern. You've got the Golden Age uh, Alan Stewart Green Lantern. You've got the, um, what's his bloody name? Uh, John Stewart Green Lantern. Not the, to be confused with John Stewart, yeah, the not, not Green Lantern. Yeah. Not Stu John Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> Uh, then you've got the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Then you've got the um, Simon Baz Green Lantern. Then you've got your Jessica Cruz Green Lantern. Then so you, it's like so you've got this legacy character thing. So if you want to do some Flash stuff, you don't want to use Ezra Miller for obvious reasons. Wally West. So going forward with the character, Wally West, that you shit. change it to a different incarnation of the character. Yeah, you just have him. Oh, oh Barry, Barry was lost in the Speed Force. <laughs> I have to go now. My planet needs yeah, me. No. Whoop, so whoop, you know, whoop, you, have, whoop, whoop. you, st- you have a, you have a, a, you know, a, the next flash would be already next Justice League. Oh, you do Teen Titans, don't you? <gasps> you do Teen Titans. Explain. And you do Wally West, and you do Nightwing or Robin or Damian Wayne, probably. Tim Drake, maybe. maybe. Tim it's Drake. fun, happy medium. Let's do Tim Drake. Tim Drake. You do Tim Drake Robin. You do Wally West Kid Flash. You do not Cyborg because he's in Justice League, but you have him as your as your remaining member of the Justice League. Um, Hell, make Cyborg like the Nick Fury of the Teen Titans. Yeah. Like have him in the film yeah. getting that team together. Yeah. You have Beast Boy and you have Raven and you have Starfire. Um, and you have... Metamorpho! No. Oh. That other guy who's like red with a really long nose. From you know, the all the elemental characters. The metal men. The metal men, yeah. We're not doing the metal men. Do the metal men. We're not doing the metal men. Why can't we do the metal men? Which one is he? I think he is he Zinc? I don't know. He looks fucking stupid. Uh, Put him in a movie. Yeah, of course he looks stupid. It's the metal men. Um Can we have some can we have some gorillas? Sure. DC's got loads of them. Sure. Um, we have a gorilla in there. No, what you do is <laughs> you you have you have full Flash and Aquaman two come out, and then you go, have, "Oh no, we've had another crisis," and that's your Teen Titans movie. So your Teen Titans movie is Kid Flash and hey, Wally West and sorry, Tim. No. Oh, Nightwing, Dick Grayson. Right. Don't oh, make okay. it Teen Titans. Just make it Titans. But Dick Grayson's dead, or is it Jason Todd? 
It's never explained. It's never explained. So Snyder's a coward and didn't do Robin. Whatever we want. But also, yeah, I said it. But also, welcome to issue one of this podcast, bitches. He's also, a coward. We've had Flashpoint. Yes. So it's all up for grabs. Mm. We only know the specifics of what is um, outlined in those movies. So we've got room to play, right? Yeah. And also, if we take all those characters off the table and say, there's been some sort of, I don't know, the monitor's taken them or they've been lost in the fucking... Mr. Mind did something. Mr. Mind did something. He was in a post credit scene. Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind teamed up with Deathstroke and they just went round in like a like a dog pound van and they just captured all the heroes in little nets. Yeah. 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 Put them in the back of the van. You do Titans and you do those characters... You, you do you do those next generation of legacy characters stepping up. Sorry, what's the betting that's actually the plot of League of Super Pets? I really hope so. <laughs> I'd pay good money. What you do is you make League of Super Pets the the the, 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 the sort of fulcrum of the next phase. No. So, yeah, I think you do Titans. Okay. And I think you do this... You, you have that sort of... It's difficult to know without what they're going to do in Flash 2 and Aquaman. Flash and Aquaman 2, I should say. Um, what, how much freedom you've got, but you use that as a sort of reset point for having these legacy characters take up the mantle. Um, and that gives you a fresh... Like, kind of like you would do with... with like, Kind of like we're seeing in Phase 4 of the MCU with the new Avengers lineup, uh, with the newer characters. Um, I think that's what you do. I think you... You do a Titans movie... You have these characters pick up the the mantles, so we can have a, a Dick Grayson Batman, which gives us the leeway to introduce Damian Wayne as Robin later on and keep the Wayne legacy going. Mm. You do the Wally West um, Flash, and then if you do bring Barry Allen back, you can do Speed Force or Alternate Universe again, so I can look different. Um, you we can do um, what. Um, Wonder Woman can come back in a in a different form. We've got the what do we call it walking out around there? The um what did what did they call the character? Who the, what? The um the, Linda Carter. Linda character. Carter one. Linda Carter's. Wonder oh, Woman. just that random. Yeah. Mid credit scene that makes you go, oh, Linda Carter, and 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 what was the um, point? Well, they can. Conf- well, that's another film we didn't take into consideration. Wonder Woman three has been greenlit, and Linda Carter has been announced as also being in it. Yes. So that post-credit scene, it turns out, was meant to be a lead-in for the third movie. But the third movie, as of yet, has no like locked production dates or release date. So, so I think you can turn... You could cancel that movie if you wanted. You could cancel that movie, but also I think you make Wonder Woman more of a, a, a legacy role as opposed to it being Diana Prince's Wonder Woman. No, Wonder Woman is the... The, the mantle. The scion of the gods who mm. helps to protect... The, the the world of men. A representative of Themyscira yes. in the land of man. Exactly. Um, that's the Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> you, Unless this is Zack Snyder's Justice League, in which case it's... <laughs> Even if she's just like going for a piss. Does look better. That's the it? music. Um, that's the music that yeah, has to play. Yeah, it's true. Um, every so time think... Jason Momoa steps into water, we've got to sing a folk yeah. song while sniffing his shirt. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's where you do your sort of uh, reset there, and of course, also Supergirl comes into that. Keep Supergirl from um, and potentially Batgirl. Yeah, you don't have to do Bat. You don't have to do Dick Grayson and Nightwing. You just do Batgirl. 
Roller into Titans. So what he's saying is, main course of action, uh, pay no attention to the... Flashpoint, legacy characters, Titans, Pay attention instead slate. to the Teen Titans. Yeah. Not Teen Titans, though. No. Titans, because then you can use Ray Fisher again. Mm-hmm. You can have Cyborg in it. Um, and you can go older with the characters. So you don't have any You can have a mix of ages, I guess. Yeah, you can have a mix yeah. of ages. You don't want, I don't want any weird sort of like... Then especially you... with the female characters, I don't want any weird like over-sexualization of, of, of teenagers. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Like, Michael Bay's not making this. Yeah. It's okay. Um, unless you get Michael Bay to direct it. God, no. Let's keep him away from um, um, For those wondering what the fuck this... In terms the, the of... The nuance and the symbolism is here. Michael Bay shoots every female cast member like they're a sex object. And in the fourth Transformers movie. Yeah, there's the whole, the there's guy has a whole Romeo thing. and Juliet law yeah. on the uh, It's gross. Uh, and that's in a Transformers movie. Uh, yeah. It's horrible. Um, question. So, question. Yes. question. I, I have a question. Sir. Sir. Yes. I have a question. Sir. Yes, Johnson. Um, What about Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn? Fine. No problem. So you want to keep her around? Yeah. What would you do with her? All you need to do, whatever the threat is in Titans... You make it nebulous enough that you can do what you want with it. Mm-hmm. And I think... I want to... I'd, I'd Birds of Prey. More Birds of Prey, please. More Birds of Prey with Harley uh, Quinn well, no. guest starring, or...? No, I suppose it'd be Gotham City Sirens, really, wouldn't it? What about a Birds of Prey sequel? Yeah. Not with Margot Robbie, but she can still produce it, because she did great work on that one. Yes. Um, but the big draw for that one, for those who came to the original just for Margot Robbie is a significant DC villain of some kind. Considering Birds of Prey seems to be set in Gotham, you could whip out a Batman big, big bad that they're not going to do anything with. Poison example. Ivy. Well, I'd say save her for a Sirens that's film. How you get it. Well, that, that, I think that's how you get into Gotham, Gotham City Sirens. Mm, mayhaps. I, I don't know. Like, I if the, if the universe is about to get jumbled up, like, give us a Joker, give us a Penguin, give, give us a Riddler or someone and put them in the Birds of Prey movie and make that the main draw. Cast an actor who people would be really excited to see in that role and make that the... Because there'll be people who, like me who love Birds what of Prey do is, who'd be happy to watch the sequel with those three leads. What you want to do is you put Dan DeVito's Penguin coming back in Gotham City Sirens, in, in Birds of Prey 2, sorry, and be like, I don't know how I got here. I, I'm not from around here. I think it has something to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> That's the problem with DC. And this isn't a dig at DC. I'm a DC reader. I love the comics, right? They don't really have, like, much cultural stock outside of Batman outside iconography. Of, outside of the Trinity. No, but just in terms of iconography. If yeah. you said if you said, right, we need to use a big DC villain in a movie who's not necessarily related to the main hero of that movie, but it's someone that, you know, would make everyone go, Oh, I love that villain. They'd have to be from Batman's Rogues Gallery for the general public to give a shit. That's how you bring Deathstroke back in. Oh Deathstroke the villain of the Birds of Prey movie? No. Deathstroke the villain of the Gotham City Sirens movie. Teen Titans. Oh the Titans because he's looking hmm. to track down all the members of the Justice League, but he can't find them, so he keeps running up against the Titans who take on the mantle. He's like, you're not the real Justice League. What's happened to the real Justice League? Universe shenanigans. Multiversal shit. Crisis times. So maybe Deathstroke is actually sort of like an anti-hero part of... And Joe Magnello gets an actual payday. Oh, yeah, there we go. Because he deserves it. Yeah, Because he's go. great, and he waited so patiently to play that role, which he would absolutely fucking slay at. So patient. You could say that after he'd slayed at it, he would have slayed 
at it. No, yeah, fair play, um, fair play. but yeah, I know Margot Robbie. I did. Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad sequel. The Suicide Squad sequel. Yeah. The Suicide Squad sequel. Suicide Squad sequel. A sequel to the Suicide Squad, which is a sequel to Suicide Squad. Yeah. Okay. Fair play. But then how do you get it back in? But I thought that's you one, can't you? Um. To be fair, yeah. To be fair, those members of Task Force, Force X still have bombs in their necks, and even though Waller's not going to set them off, like. They still got to. They still got to come to a compromise. So maybe it's a case where they do that, and then it's intercepted, and it's it's more a Suicide Squad sequel, not in they're under the government control, but it's the team that we left the last film with. Secret Six. Secret fucking six. Ratcatch two. Nanawe. Nanawe. And Harley. Add a couple of new characters in, not obviously. Not Peacemaker, because he's got Peacemaker season two going on. And he can't, yeah, they can't um, know he's alive. They can't know he's alive. And that show did a great job of making him a protagonist after we'd last seen him as a full-on villain. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it would be weird to suddenly go, he's a good guy, again, sort of guy, so let him join this group. So who This group f- of people he absolutely would have murdered. What weird group of, like... Bane! If we're going Secret Six... Bane. Bane. Bring in Bane. Catman. Bane and Catman. Bane and Catman. That would be good. That would be very, very oh, good. Oh, Bane and um, the female Atom Smasher. Yeah? The legacy version one. Yes. Uh, just to make because the team a bit more We've got diverse. Atom Smasher coming up now in in, or, in uh, Black Adam, so you could absolutely be like, ah, oh, and here's one who used all of that and did bad things with it, so they're a bad, bad guy. Or the female non-villain Doctor Light, who has loads of bad press because of the villain Doctor Light. And everyone gets so confused with the villain Dr. Light. You're not making the Google image search for this editing easy. You know that, right? Someone in the comments is going to be like, that's not the right Dr. Dr. Light. Light. Which is fine. Which is fine because it means I mistook them. So there we go. It also means... Yeah, well, that's my point. Yeah. Just like, no, 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 that's not me. No, I'm not. That wasn't me. That was the one-armed man. Also, that was a dude. Yeah. But you're Dr. Light. Um... But you're Spider-Man. I'm the other Spider-Man. I'm Alan Spider-Man. Are you a doctor of medicine? No, I'm a doctor of light! <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, Secret Six. The Suicide Squad sequel should be the Secret Six. That's perfect. Uh, so You, it's, you it's, retain um, those four characters yeah. to make sure people know it's a sequel. Because... And then Bosch. Oh, God, that's really good. Yeah, Bloodsport, Nanawe, Ratcatcher 2. Cut Corners. Harley. Cut Corners. Yeah. You make it the surviving characters of the Suicide Squad and the Birds of Prey. And you make the well, villains in the... No, but you, you make the villains of the Secret Six. Well, you'd have to drop a character, I guess. But you make the villains of the Secret Six. Um, like for, for example, no offence, obviously, to... Um, to uh, Ah! Oh my god, she's one of my favourite characters in Batman the Animated Series and I'm blanking. Montoya. Montoya, Renee Montoya. No offense to Renee Montoya, but she's not necessarily going to be going up against the super I don't in the same think, way yeah. Black Canary. I don't think you have to kill her though. I think you should take her off the table. Oh yeah, don't kill her, but but take her out of the story in some way. Yeah, have her be the person on the inside or whatever. Yeah, Huntress Black Canary, Bloodsport, Harley Quinn, um, Nanawe, and, and Ratcatcher Two. That fucking slaps. And then you bring in some other Secret Six members from the comics to be part of the antagonistic force they're up against. It's the new Suicide Squad. So there you go. There you go. The there new go. Task Force X is the is the Secret Six. Yeah. villain because it is yeah they've managed to get their bombs out and stuff and that's how you get Bane in it yeah Bane can be he's been apprehended by the forces and, and by, by special ops or whatever and they've managed to get a bomb in his neck and they're like right try it 
like all of that tactical mindset and that like roided out superpower yeah. but under the thumb of Amanda Waller. So he's leading the Suicide Squad. Oh, Bane he's leading the Suicide Squad. the Suicide Squad. Oh, my God. Searching for the... Um, searching for the surviving members of the Suicide Squad who end up hooking up with the Birds of Prey. And it's and it's off the books because Waller's doing this like yeah. quietly because she wants to take him out on yeah. principle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we, that's how we got it. Yeah, Bane in there. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted, you could have a force like Peacemaker to be on her Suicide Squad as well. And that's your way of like going. If you didn't watch the TV show, but you still saw the post credit scene of him being alive. This is true. There's a payoff. Although. That I want Peacemaker season two to happen. Bef- no. Yes. What? Peacemaker season two needs to happen by wanting to keep his character development. Fair play. In that case, you have someone using one of his helmets calling themselves Peacemaker. Yeah. No, I said that's a really good idea. Because we know there's a shitload of helmets now because of the show. So you just have someone pretend to be him. Then then Bloodsport goes up against him and you have that unmasking moment. It's like, you're not the real fucking Peacemaker. And he's like, you got to cast another WWE person. It's going to be like Roman Reigns or someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like someone you would not expect someone to play Someone who looks role. enough like John Cena. Like, like silhouetted, you go, oh my God. And then you get close and you go, wait a minute, hang on. No, you just, have him, Christopher you just, have, him wear, you just have him wear a full mask. True. Like a full face mask underneath the helmet. I like want... with, with the, with the, like, the, um, the implication being that he's like some kind of cyborg. And it's just a dude. Well, actually, it's just a dude. Brilliant. <laughs> I have one last big final question All as right. to what you would do with the DCE. What would I do with the DCE? Because I've got to say, this is a good path. It's a good path. You've gone, you've basically, you've Wizard of Oz. You've got to keep the bits that work, haven't you? you? You've Wizard of Oz. You've yeah. gone, pay no attention to the dodgy fuckers behind right, the curtain. You've just got to keep the bits that work. So you um, keep the bits that work and work out how to add new stuff to it. Because like Shazam and Black Adam, yeah. inevitably, they'll totally meet yeah. at some point. Um, that, that sets up the Legion of Superheroes uh, not the Legion the um, Justice Society well we've got them now yeah so you can continue it yeah and keep that going Hawkman Doctor Fate yeah um, um, Atom Smasher uh, Cyclone Cy- Cyclone's in it okay she's in it yeah shit yeah my big question that remains is this yes Cavill now Henry Cavill is out as far as rumours were concerned but he has openly said in several interviews in the last couple of years that yeah if they ever have an idea for me I'm all, I'm all ears and Henry Cavill is undisputably one of the shall we say lesser problematic elements of it anytime he's upset or annoyed people it seems to be momentary things that haven't stuck around long enough yeah. he's never done anything really heinous or horrible he's obviously really well cast in the role of Clark Kent and Superman, although we've not really seen him get to play it out very much. Yeah. And as of Peacemaker season one, we know that his Superman is still a thing. So, do you give the people what they want and do a Man of Steel too? Finally? What do you do with Cavill, boyo? What do you do? Superman comes back at the end of Justice League, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Yeah, in, in both versions, whichever canon they're going and he's, with. And he's, he's been around. He's around. He's been yeah. around, as, as, as Peacemaker shows. Yeah. And Shazam. Yeah. 
in his black outfit. Yeah. So Peacemaker is acknowledging the Snyder Cut. Is he in his black outfit or just in shadow? You don't see enough of him to see the core uh, of it. Okay. I figured and I think that was done on purpose yeah. to leave it open to um, interpretation. I think it's uh, either way. I'd want him in his red and blues again yeah. when he comes back. But yeah, I think it's a where is super. I think it's a Superman return style thing. Where has Superman been? Where's he gone? Having a vacation. The man died. Give he him died. a break. He died, and now he's left us again. And then you find out that I don't know. He's been doing. I know exactly what you do. Oh shoot. Do you set up a big bad? Nope. No? All-Star Superman. What? But they... On one condition. What? Can we then put All-Star Superman to bed as a reference point? Because it is a fantastic book. It is a beautiful book. But it's also become one of those, like, these are the only books that anyone who ever adapts Superman looks at. It's very good, though, isn't it? It is very good. But I think if you adapt it, that's got to be it, then, for All-Star Superman. Like, no one can adapt it again. It can never be used as a key point of reference again. We're done now. We're well, done. Then do I want to kill off Henry Cavill Superman we again? He doesn't have to die at the end. Could change, like could could make it so the outcome is more just a trajectory then it, thing. It doesn't. It doesn't. I don't think it works. Then that that is the point of All Star Superman is that it's it's the last Superman still alive. What if he doesn't die, but he doesn't stick around? Yeah. Because it doesn't have to be, have to be book for book, so you could find that you could find an implication that maybe, like, because of everything that's gone on, yeah. Krypton's actually out there, and you just send him on his way to go and find it, and that's the last we see of him. Like he, like he, Lois, you know, their kid, maybe, like maybe they had their first kid or whatever. They load up into a rocket, and they fly off into the stars to go and find Krypton, and you leave it a big old ambiguous like. There it is. Like, they're going to have a happy ending. We don't have to see it. And if we ever wanted to bring him back, we have a we have an excuse that he's he's out there. He's out there somewhere. I know what you do. Because, of course, the, closer, the further away he gets from this yellow sun, he'd need the rocket, wouldn't he? He wouldn't be able to fly. I know what you do. Go on. I'm intrigued. Your action prologue... Oh. Is... Of Man of Steel 2. Of Man of Steel 2. Is he becomes... Two Man, Two Steel. He becomes trapped. <gasps> In the bottle city of Candor. I thought you were going to say in the uh, Warhammer um, no. <laughs> headquarters. No. Um, <laughs> enough of that. Um, you, he comes trapped in the bottle city of Candor and he has to fight his way out. And, you know, it's, obviously, it's not the same bottle city of Candor. It's like a bad version of it. You know what I mean? Um, fights his way out. <laughs> makes battle it back, city of Candor. Makes it back into... It's, yeah, the battle city of Candor. Uh, makes it back into our world. Oh. It's been 20 years. What? What? No. Superman's no. been gone for 20 years. Because time works different. So time it's... works different. I mean, it doesn't, but no, it but does you can say version, that. Yeah. It's an adaptation. Um, yeah. And it is, he has to find a way to get back to Lois, to everything he loved, to get away from this world where everything's gone terribly wrong. Because we can, you can even do it as post-apocalyptic. You can, you That's can how have, you could finally kill the nightmare future. You actually can have the setting. nightmare future setting, yeah. Um, and you could even reveal that the Superman that it's a, it's, Batman it's had nightmares about. Or something. Yeah, yeah, it's not even him. Yeah. It was never him all along. <gasps> oh. Yeah. That's how you Because then all, all their little freedom fighter stuff can still be happening. You just don't have to see it. Yeah. Because you come to the. You, you, he comes back after it's happened. 
And then that way you get a definitely canonical on the big screen showdown with Superman versus Darkseid. Yeah. Because it's him showing up going, how dare you? How ruddy dare you? You swine. Pretend that I've been on your leash this whole time. It's like you, you, like you are, you are crap because you needed my power to get what you wanted done done. And you can, you can. And actually, now I'm back to put your version of me down. You can wrap up the nightmare stuff mm-hmm. because you can have it with it taking place after the nightmare where Bruce is killed by Superman. Yes. So you can tell the story. Yeah. Of those freedom fighters and sort of wrap it up and say, actually, no, they failed. But now you're here. You can honor their memory by continuing that fight. And if you can erase this timeline, then you can stop this from ever happening. Because Cosmic Tremble could be there. Yeah. Like you don't, don't need Barry Allen. Don't need Barry. Don't Superman need Barry. runs as fast as him. So. Um, you can. Um, well, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, well, we did race. Maybe I can run that fast. Well, they did race. Depends on the camera. Well, yeah. Depends on which continuity. Um, no, that's the question. Can, can, I could do all these things. Can I run as fast as the Flash? Can I get myself mm. back there? Can I bring that home? Can I can I remove this tarnish of my name? Yeah. Of them using me to subjugate this world. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. I'd watch these films. I'd be excited for these films. That's that's what I did. I wish I film. felt I wish I felt this way about the DCEU all the time. Like I've I've really not gelled with it overall. Like I I've I loved Wonder Woman, the 2017 movie. I loved Birds of Prey. Loved Shazam. I loved The Suicide Squad. And I loved season one of Peacemaker. And that's kind of where my admiration for this iteration of these characters ends. Like, mm. everything else I've not cared for, really, at all. Um, I think... Oh, going back to the My Steel 2 thing. Here's what you did. Yeah, yeah. Sell a ticket. Come on, sell another movie ticket. Here we go. Superman's a symbol of hope, right? What has everyone lost in this post-apocalyptic nightmare future? Hope. What does Superman do as he reveals himself to not be the um, the oppressor, to not be the destroyer, but reveal himself in not the costume that everyone knows for Superman, but in the action comics style, the Nipton Sioux action comic style, S-T-shirt, Red cape, like salvage red cape, yeah, jeans and boots. Then later progressing to a properly like, as he inspires these like communities of survivors, they help they make him the classic Superman costume. And so, the, so by the, the time of the final yeah. throwdown, we're in the blues. Well, it's got... the, the penultimate throwdown is him taking down the fake Superman. Yeah, and he's he and he's in his blue and red trunks. We, yeah, we've got like we've, we've got, got, we've got the, the red, red trunks, trunks. We've got the yellow bell. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. But it looks, you know, it looks handmade. Oh, it's got like, to, it's so it got to be. It like, like it's got to be because that's part of the sweetness of it. Going I mean, back to all star Superman. How amazing the, the Superman and yeah. Lois thing of like cool costume. Thanks, my mother made it for me. Yeah. Said with no irony and genuine admiration. Yeah, and the kids like awesome. Like the, the kids yeah. go like, oh, that's really dumb. He's like, oh, that's really cool. It's like, yeah, it's cool. His mum made him a superhero it's outfit. Really cool. Like so, so, one of these communities making it. That would yeah. be so symbolic. That'd be beautiful. And then having having take down the, the mightiest thing the, in the, the galaxy. Well, having take down the fake Superman, yeah. who's wearing his colors, yeah, 
Yeah, of course. Uh, remove he's in the that. Blue, he's the blue, red, and he's in the red, gray, the red isn't and he? Yeah. The gray and then yeah. take down Apocalypse in this this suit that the people have made for him. And I think about the again going back to Wolfstar Superman. Think about the Frank Quietly look, where you can sort of see the stitching on it. Yeah, oh, and it looks that. like that sort of old school. Think about that. Ooh. That's Superman. I'll Superman is a folk hero. So they can do their evil Superman. They can have what's well, the only thing that can beat an evil Superman? It's a good Superman with a Superman. Um, I was trying to point <laughs> at the camera and I hit the table for those listening at home. Hey, well done for those watching. Um, it didn't hurt. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do. We do Titans. We do Secret Six to keep the bits of the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey that worked, and we do Man of Steel two to wrap up the nightmare stuff. That's what I do. Sounds pretty solid. Now get to work. Go make them. Ah! You have no money or resources, but go! Ah! Well, that's it. That's what we got for you this this episode. This, this fine the missive delivered digitally to your eyes and ears. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can do just that. BigDamnContact at gmail.com is where you can reach us. You can also support us financially. Where can they do that? Patreon.com forward slash a big damn cast. But what will you get for supporting us? Well, you'll be able to sleep better at night. We can recommend that that is the best course of action. If you have Must any like be issues, nice. Yeah, that's... Oh, <laughs> he's a dad now. <laughs> um, but also, you get bonus stuff. For example, if you remember the old podcast and you'd like to know what our thoughts were on Moon Knight and Matt's review of Morbius, you can get that on Patreon right hacking now. You get Morbius for your money bias. Yep. The month BS of Morbius return BSs. Plus, we'll be releasing a series of audio commentaries for the next episode's big topic. Want to know what they are? Patreon.com slash big damn cast. Till then, we don't have some kind of fancy sign off. So leave them with some advice. When you see three urinals, choose the middle one. Why? Do you like having dry shoes? Oh. Huge thank you to all of our patrons so far for your continued support of the show. Special extra thanks to Big Damn Ultra Fan and show producer Lewis Palmer. For Big Damn Perks and so much more, head to patreon.com slash bigdamncast to show support for as little as $1 a month. Or however you can choose to receive currency. We'll catch you again next time. Goodbye!